Welcome to The Messy Path, a podcast about navigating the messy journey through personal and spiritual development. I'm Ariel, a rapid transformational therapist, helping women connect and enhance their relationship to self and soul. And I'm Whitney, an intuitive relationship coach, guiding women into deeper connection with themselves so they can live out their ideal relationships in all areas of life. The messy path isn't something to escape, but to embrace and find yourself on, not in. You aren't your mess, darling, and we're here to show you that you can navigate through the mess along your journey to yourself. The journey through personal and spiritual development isn't a walk in the park. Rather, it's an arduous hike through a dense and rocky forest. This podcast is created to support you in moving through your mess. As an RTT therapist and intuitive relationship coach, we've been in it for years, supporting our clients, learning how to manage our own mess, grow as imperfect and beautiful souls, and continue to expand along our own path. Our inspiration and goal is that through merging our experiences and sharing our stories and practices, we can guide women on their paths. Together, we can show the variety of paths life takes to finding your true connection and way of being in your life. Life is messy. It's a series of beautiful events that push us, challenge us, and show us what we can be. Join us as we share in the mess and expand on our journey through the messy path. Hi, everybody. It's Wit and Ariel. Um, before we jump in today, I just want to announce that it's T minus one week until open to 2021 starts, which I'm so freaking excited for. We have some awesome, awesome women who have signed up and there's still some room. So if you are looking to create a little pause and a little bit of space and deliberate kind of action as you move into next year, this is the spot for you. Um, basically, we are going to go through the needs, wants, and desire for 2021. So what is it you want to bring to the surface for yourself? Create, do, have shift, um, you name it. And then we're going to do a lot of mindset work. Three of the sessions are actually on mindset work. And the final one being all about self-sabotage and how to navigate self-sabotaging behavior because we all have it and we all would benefit from learning how to manage it instead of just falling victim to it. So there's still some spaces available. You can head to my website to sign up, uh, beingopen.com. And that's with two P's. Um, and I'm super excited about this. It's an awesome group of women. I'm feeling super fired up to just bring in a new year and be really deliberate about it. So yay, here we go. And it's open to guys too, yeah, um, which I think I'm still having to talk uh, about my partner about joining or not, because I um, think that would be a fun couples thing for us to do too. So we'll see. To totally. <laughs> to set that intention together for the new year. That's such a cool, yeah, that's yes, a great approach. I think it would be nice. Yay. Um, yeah, well, let's dive into it. So this week we are talking about dating and signs again, but these are the signs that we choose to ignore. So, or maybe they come and clock us over the head after we already have a feeling that, um, you know, maybe this person isn't the right person. So it's kind of when to call it and when to grow and like move through 
the thing that you might be struggling with in the relationship. So when, when the, when the death watch beetle is actually giving you the sign to kill the relationship, um, rather than just that a change is coming. Right. And I think we loved our signs episode. Um, so much, but that was in general signs, Mm -hmm. signs of guidance, signs of support. And now we're diving into when did you have those aha moments? Like, was there something happening around you? Was there something that you felt where you could could gut check that, a sign, a message from the universe that was saying like, "Mm -mm, not this one anymore Mm -hmm. or whatever. And how were you distinguishing those and moving forward? When was, when is a yes, a yes, when is a no, a no, and how are you kind of navigating those signs? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think both Ariel and I have had some pretty entertaining signs, um, probably just because of our proclivity to ask the universe to really give us, (laughs) give us what it wants. Um, We get some interesting signs. So uh, do you want to kick us off with some examples? I'll start with, with one of mine that I think is like low level, but when it happened, I knew I could really feel it. Um, my college boyfriend and I were very serious. We were together, what ended up being for four years. Um, but if he, anyone has, you know, a college relationship, you're spending so much time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be really intense. And it was who I was really doing a lot of life planning with, mm-hmm. um, or had that intention to be doing that. And Um, It was a really playful relationship too. And one of the things like I was in art, I was really in design school. So I always had embroidery thread and fabric and all this, you know, random um, upholstery kinds of things around. And I ended up making the two of us um, like friendship bracelets, which I actually had never made anyone (laughs) like friendship bracelets. Like it was, it clearly was like a very late at night, like, oh my God, <laughs> like we're just yeah. making friendship bracelets. Like so, <laughs> so random. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that he made mine and I made his, like, I mean, we got yeah. real like BFFs yeah. about this. Yeah. Um, and we wore, we both wore ours all mm-hmm. the time then for that whole, I really want to say two years, wow. we wore our bracelets. And then he went, when we went home for the summer, um, he called me and said, like, to tell me his bracelet broke. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, messing around with his friend, who I thought was really annoying, and, like, and it just, like, broke. And mine had broke that day, too. <gasps> oh, my and, like, God. In the shower, just was, like, the end of it. And it was such a weird thing. And I could tell in his voice that he was, like, really nervous that I was going to think this meant something. Mm -hmm. And it was like compounded by the anxiety in his voice that it was supposed to mean something. I think really, I felt like, oh my God, our relationship is over. And then I thought, and then my ego mind kicked in and was like, Ariel, don't be ridiculous. Just because your stupid like bracelet broke doesn't mean anything to, you know, your real relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. this, it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. But it totally wasn't. When we came back that next year, things had totally, for the next school year, things had totally shifted in both of us and what we wanted and what we were doing. And we had a really difficult year three. Mm -hmm. And what was really happening for year four is we were breaking up. 
mm-hmm. because we were egoically bonded to the agreements and plans and, mm-hmm. and things that we were trying to create, but it really no longer was in alignment. And mm-hmm. so when Whitney was like, let's do it on relationship signs, I was like, oh my gosh, my friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so stupid. But, but it was in that moment, I was like, yeah, this is something just shifted. Well, and that's such a good point because I think as you're learning to interpret signs and your intuition, it's it's really common to like get the sign and then your ego and your logical brain pops up and is like, wait a second, is that just a sign or are you just being like a 14-year-old girl right now and you need to chill out? Yeah, just like overreacting like, oh my God, you broke our bracelet. That's the end of our relationship. And And that's when you like tune in more. So that's when you really need to drop in and be like, okay, time to do some intuitive work, some meditation, journaling, whatever, to like Mm -hmm. get to the truth. Because sometimes like my parents always used to joke that like a leaf could fall and I would interpret it as like some big thing. Oh my God. Like, yes, I could. And I did for a while. Like Um, I'm pretty positive. I did make that analogy (laughs) like two, three episodes ago in our slowing down. Yes. Of what the falling leaves mean. So yes, I am here for that. Yes. And that, and it's true, but it's really, it's like everything else, learning how to use it as a tool and learning how to throttle it for yourself. Like that's Mm -hmm. the really important thing to get out of all of this. Um, That's such a funny, I love that example because it's so perfect. It's so succinct and so perfect. Yeah. Um, And because immediately my ego brain was like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. It's just a bracelet. Yeah. But my my inner self was like, girl. Yeah, this is something. Mm-hmm. That's So that kind of reminds me of um, an example that I had when I was just starting dating again, like after ending the engagement. Um, I was like in a decent headspace. I'm not going to say I was in a great headspace, but I was in like a relatively aligned, like doing my flowy stuff, taking care of myself, but like still wanting to go date. And so I set up this date with this dude that, you know, I met on, I don't know, Tinder or Hinge or one of those apps. And the whole time we're setting it up, I'm like, he seems really nice, but I don't think this is going to work. Like the whole time I just kept getting that vibe. And then it was like, our schedules didn't match up. And then he had to cancel. And the whole time I was thinking like, I should just like call this, this should just be it. But we rescheduled it and I was walking to our date. And as I'm walking, I'm like going down one of my favorite streets in the city I was living on in at that time. And I think I see him like walking as well. Cause I know he lives in like the same greater neighborhood that we both lived in. And we were walking to like my favorite cocktail bar that I spent far too much money at in the last like two years of living in Grand Rapids. Um, And I'm walking and I'm like realizing that I'm walking too fast and I can't slow myself down. So it like comes to that point when we like see each other and like, it's, it's just too late to be like, I don't think I notice him and like cross the street and just like get into the bar. Um, But I see him and I'm like, I should not have come. And it wasn't like he wasn't attractive or anything. It was just like, you know, when you see somebody and you either just click together and you're like, yeah, I know I'm going to have like a cool conversation with this person or like, I want to get to know this person more. It was the antithesis of that. It was like, this is going to be kind of like a job interview. I have a feeling. And sure enough, we go and we like have a drink at the bar. And luckily I was a regular there. So like they knew me pretty well. And we, I was just able to like loop the bartender into our conversation. So it wasn't like too bad. Um, 
And as I went to the bathroom at one point and I was just like, okay, universe, just like give me an opportunity to make this end. And, and sure enough, <laughs> I walk back out. And AKA SOS text message. Anyone you know to pick I, you up right now. Right. And I thought about doing that, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let, like, I'm going to let the universe have this one. Like for whatever reason I pushed it. Love so it. maybe I was being too judgmental, yeah. but like, I'm not feeling this, but maybe there's something here. So I like just threw that Hail Mary up to the universe and then went back out and two women that I worked with at the time had just sat down like seven like seats away at this bar. Like it's like this big U-shaped bar in this cocktail mm-hmm. lounge. And I made eye contact with one of them and she was like, oh my God. And like came over and gave me a big hug and I like hugged her and I was like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and, um, and sure enough, like we were wrapping up that drink and then the other woman came up and she was like, Hey, did you get that email from like so-and-so? And so it was like enough time had gone by where I was able to be like, Oh, those are women I work with. And so she made up like a f- fake work emergency and we were at the end of our first cocktail. And so I was like, Oh, I really got to go. Like, this is not looking well for this meeting we have tomorrow and like BS, BS, BS. Yeah. But good, good friend karma. Um, maybe not so much good dating karma. Um, but yeah, we ended up leaving and then I, I just walked around the block and walked back in <laughs> and sat back down yeah. and chatted with and hung out with my girlfriend. So it, it ended up going, um, going just fine. And it was honestly, it was like a good reminder to me of like, listen to how you're feeling when you're swiping. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard because you feel so disconnected in that moment. But like, even in the act of intentionally putting yourself on a dating site, and swiping, you are putting energy out there and you're receiving energy from other people. So listen to how you're feeling like as you're texting with somebody or as you're connecting with somebody on a dating app, like however, because that is your intuition keying into you what's happening. And about where your intention is. I definitely had plenty of people where I was like, no, I'm not dating you. We're not dating right now, but we're hanging out. And Mm -hmm. this is like our boundary space because I knew that there was a difference and they weren't like meeting my standards Mm -hmm. and I was feeling my time. Right. I feel like Mm -hmm. that was quite a lot of time of my casual dating experiences. Um, But I also think it's what, how people aren't showing up. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that, um, that we both have kind of good stories about that. I had um, when I was living in Chicago um, I had a little, I had a little car and it was always getting flat tires because I didn't know I should have just invested straight away in new tires for this vehicle mm-hmm. because instead I did exactly that, but in much more dramatic ways. And so there was, um, I had been seeing a guy in Chicago and we were both leaving. We were both moving out of the city the same weekend to go back to our home States to, like work at a business close to home, mm-hmm. and, which was really crazy. That was a sign in itself. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, we're both leaving the same yeah. weekend. Like, yep, this, that just called this. You know, there wasn't yeah. any question of like, are we doing this afterwards or anything? And I, one of the last days, we had already kind of hung out for the last time. And then, um, and I got home um, from the train and I had a had parked my car and then was driving to, you know, my apartment or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. Um, and I got to my car and my tire was completely flat, like not even 
like able to move at all, like just totally flat. And I called him and he didn't answer right away. And I called him, you know, like three more times being like, mm-hmm. are you freaking serious right now? <laughs> and I'm like, here's the thing, my tire's flat. And he's like, so, and I'm like, I need you to like come and wow. do this, like come and help me. And it was really funny. And then while he's, so he's like, you know, my mom changes her own tires. And I said, and I'm sure she wishes your dad would come and help her. <laughs> and he's like, you know, this 6'3 MMA fighter. Oh, and geez. I really want me to do this like by myself. So sure enough, he gets there and everything in my car is super rusted. And he's having this difficult time like doing it. And he mm-hmm. was finally like nice about it or whatever. But it was just another like super sign of, my time being in Chicago being totally done, mm-hmm. like just flat tire, like it's done, you're done here, like yeah. get your tire and leave. Um, and also another done point for our relationship, because that is not the response I ever want a, you know, a romantic relationship to have is like, well, you can just do that by yourself. It's like, well, if I could, I wouldn't have been calling you. There's Correct. plenty of stuff I do by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I think, Whitney, your big story, your, your big aha is, um, not climbing the mountain together. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was huge. And that was a culmination too, of a lot of moments when we just were not on the same page or when he was not following through on the things that were being said, like promises made. Um, and really that was, that was six months of that because I almost six months of not of like kind of not aligning, leading yeah. up to stuff, leading up to stuff. Yeah. So it was, um, well, it was, it was longer than that, but all around the the mountain mm-hmm. climbing, it was like six consistent months because you, I signed up in like November and, and booked our like And recap, climb. this is just like, yeah. we go into this in a lot of detail in the Meet Whitney, our episode number two. Um, but the leading up to your 30th birthday, you wanted to climb the Grand Teton mountain um, and was going to be doing this with her fiance at the time. Yep. So we were all booked up to do this. And when I had first gotten the idea, I was like, I'm just going to do this on my own. Like I'll just join another group and, you know, you can kind of just buy a one person spot with a guiding company Um, that he was like, Nope, I really want to do this. Like, let's do this together. And then it um it just kind of never like coalesced like i would start working out and i had like a pretty set up regimen like based off of other people who i knew who had climbed it they kind of shared what they did and how long they trained and so i pretty much like in december started working out and just really committed to saying like okay four days a week i'm working out to like get in shape for this and then like the month or so before I went, it was like five days a week that I was at the gym, like running and lifting weights and doing all that stuff just to get myself in good shape. And I kept reminding him like, listen, this is at elevation. You smoke, you don't do like a whole lot of running around. So like you're, it's going to be hard for you. And he, he had really believed that, um, like he'd gotten in shape quick before, but like it was another one of those signs where we weren't even speaking in the same terminology. Mm-hmm. Like his version of in shape was like, you look like you're in shape. 
like that term skinny fat, you know, like you look like you have muscles and like you could run a few miles versus like you can actually do this, but you might not have like a defined six pack. So it's like, you know, what, what is actually in shape? Um, like my shape didn't change a whole lot, but I could like haul my butt like up a steep incline with relative ease. You could climb a mountain. Um, I could climb a mountain. (laughs) you climbed a mountain. (laughs) Exactly. So, so this was one of those moments where it was like, I kept pushing and kept saying like, you, you committed to this. Like, so what does this really mean for you? Like if this is your version of commitment and then just saying it and not doing it, like. Which is such a big thing to be that question, to be mirroring with mm-hmm. your current fiance mm-hmm. into, you know, mm-hmm. we have your Saturn return at 29 to 30, mm-hmm. you know, you have the big pull of energy from there. This is a big turning point. This is a big decision, big milestone of your life. What does this commitment really mean to you? Yeah. What does, I mean, there's the metaphoric mountain of life and then yeah. there's the physical mountain that you guys were set to do. And it's like, you saw the, the relationship between those two things together, right? Oh, yeah. And often we get, we develop metaphors in our life, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we have things like signs is because mm-hmm. signs often show up as metaphors, like the bracelet breaking, right? Like, yeah. like not fulfilling climbing a mountain. What does that mean? Yeah. And that was really like where I was struggling with it. Cause behind all of this were many broken promises around like cleaning up his drinking and cleaning up other things that were struggles for us. And so it's like, what is, what does this really mean? And then I didn't really, at the time I didn't have the language to grapple with that. Cause I didn't feel like I had a place to go. Like all I had was climbing that mountain and I didn't know, I didn't feel confident in like breaking my engagement because like my parents were helping us pay for the wedding and they had put deposits down on stuff and I I was in the flow of a certain path and journey and how do you completely derail that? You know, how do you do that? Those physical steps, but yet that's the how, how. always releasing. And yet this is just so many ways that it shows up. Yeah. And that was, that was really what the mountain climb came to be for me was I couldn't see my way out until I went and did that. And how that looked was really like him getting his ass beat the first day to the base camp. And then the next day, just getting so in his head and not having the physical stamina to not be able to do it. And I looked at him and I was like, I can't, I'm doing this without you. Like I said, I was going to do this without you. It became a joke. Like I will leave you at the bottom of the mountain. And then it manifested itself because I really like, he did not commit, like he committed in word and then didn't follow through in action. And then we got out here and he felt like he was going to be fine because we had done some semi-strenuous, like much smaller, non-technical mountains and hikes in the past. And it, it didn't work. And it just showed me too that like, it was a lack of respect for the knowledge that I had and the thing that I was doing. You know, it's not like I was blowing this out of proportion and like training, like I was going to run the Boston marathon for like a 5k, you know, it was not that kind of a thing, but it, it was one of those relationships where that kind of happened a lot where I wasn't being respected or I was being kind of told that I was taking things too far. And it's like, no, I think I think I'm being reasonable here. So it was just another one of those of like, what I'm asking for is not unreasonable. There was another side, like disconnect there. So then in doing the the act of climbing and 
in having to be so present with myself, I really figured out that that why is just taking the next step. That how is just taking the next step. And so when I came down, it was like, okay, we can have a talk about this. We can try to understand this. But even in that, he backed off on his commitment of understanding what that place meant to me. He, mm-hmm. he said all kinds of things that just shared that he was trying to find a way out and not that he understood the love for this place that I have and the, the meaning that that meant had and held for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a really, really good example of that. And then it was a really, really hard, like three, four weeks of decoupling during that time too. Um, But when you're in, this is something that actually just came up with one of my clients who is um, leaving a long-term relationship and and marriage and separating. Um, And when you make that decision to follow the signs, like you're seeing that this is not going any further and you're leaving. If you're leaving a long-term committed relationship or you're living together or whatever, it's really easy to talk yourself out of it at different stages because you will have moments of seeing the good again. And you might have moments where you're like, is that a sign that I should stay versus a sign that I should go? And you're going to vacillate. And this was something I just told a client is your ego and your logical brain is never 100% sure. It is always in your intuition and in your heart and in your higher level guidance that you know what the answer is and you will fight with yourself because that's just what human brains do, especially when it's something that stretches you or seems illogical or seems like you're throwing something away, quote unquote. So you really need to just be in your feelings and be in your intuition when signs like that are coming up and know too, like if you're in a bad breakup and maybe it wasn't your choice and it's really hurting you and your heart's aching, Know that that probably happened too to be a guidepost for you. So yeah, and that it doesn't have to be the answer right now. Mm -hmm. And figuring out when is the now of this answer, right? And differentiating that you you have this feeling, the bracelet broke. He's not climbing the mountain. And one of my favorite things in your story, Whitney, is when. Um, the guide says to you, do you want me to tell him he's not going on any further? And I don't remember if you tell him or not, but irrelevant. Um, When the two of you have that conversation, you and your partner, he Mm -hmm. says, does this mean we're breaking up? Yeah. And yeah, that's the nitty gritty of that, that part, that moment. Um, The guide had told me like, I'll be the bad guy. And I told him, I was like, okay, be the bad guy because I'm climbing this mountain. And so it was the guide that was like, you're not coming. And then of course my ex looks at me immediately and was like, I'm so sorry. And like, is very sad and remorseful and crying. And like, does this mean we're over? I think to immediately have him know Mm -hmm. and recognize, does this mean we're over? Mm -hmm. Because he sees the writing on the wall. He Mm -hmm. sees how he wasn't stepping up, how this was different. And I think the thing to remember is that the journey that got you to the mountain isn't not important. Mm -hmm. The nowness of a, a sign doesn't reflect negatively mm-hmm. on the moments that led up to the now moment, yes. right? So that doesn't, we don't need to tarnish 
you know, cast a dark shadow, tell, well, he was a bad guy the entire time. Yeah. Why were you with him at all? No, it's like quite the opposite. When we can, instead of looking back on a relationship in a black and white, good or bad, if we look at it and say, these were the good things. This is how this worked. These are the little build-up things yep. that never got resolved until it was time to move forward. And this is where we can look at it and say, your soul contract has been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that your soul contract was bad. It yep. doesn't mean that the relationship was bad. It doesn't mean that you failed your engagement, your relationship, yourselves, each mm-hmm. other, your marriage. I think that's a big thing that People say after when they're choosing to separate into a divorce, I failed at that marriage. That marriage failed. Did it fail or did the soul contract complete? Yes. Or complete in that human like contract? Because that's what we're all navigating through. I had a client recently say that. Two, she came to me a few, a few months ago now, and she said, I had a, sign, a big sign from my intuition, a big message that said, my partner is going to die in two years. And that's about three months away from now. Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then she said, why I'm talking to you about this is because of something else I had said. And what I was talking about was the death of our old selves, Mm. right? We can say, I believe in past lives, meaning a completely different lifetime to this. But I can also refer to my past life as when I was dating so-and-so or when I, my past life when I was in college, right? My past life when this was happening. And we go through a series of deaths of ourselves, but what we're doing is growing, right? Mm-hmm. We're the phoenix in all mm-hmm. of these scenarios. Mm-hmm. We're growing, we're evolving, we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of separating. She was picking up on a story that I had already been talking about this type of transitioning. Mm-hmm. And she said, that really hit me. And I thought, maybe he's not going to physically die. Maybe this will be a transition of our relationship. And what it allowed her to really admit is that she had been feeling the disconnection between her and her partner for years, mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. When at the longer I talk to her, she admits more and more. First, it's a couple months, then it's three years. Now we're at five. And then she was like, well, it's like five years. And now she's really like, well, it's really been the last 10 years that we felt this. Wow. And I'm like, okay. But it's like the more she's allowing herself giving herself permission to say, this is how I've been feeling, really acknowledging because nobody wants to say, I'm in this marriage for this amount of time. We have this amount of kids. This is what our life is. And I'm feeling this disconnected. Yeah. Um, Because you have to make those big transitions. Mm -hmm. But that sign that she received can be a sign of change, right? Mm -hmm. The death watch beetle doesn't mean to mean death, it yep. can change and transition. Yep. And after doing, we did a soul contract session together for her and she was really able to confront, doesn't even feel like the right word, but really speak her truth about what she felt like, what she, what her needs were um, mm-hmm. in her relationship, how she was feeling. She says, 
he finally heard me and all of these things changed. And she said, it's like, I'm in a new relationship. It's like, he's a completely different person. And she's like, we'll see how things develop from here. But it's almost a death of his old self. Right. And this is where that metaphoric and energetic shifts can take place. And that I think is what's so important about understanding the signs around relationships for if it's time to leave or if it's time to like commit or make a change as a couple or as an individual in that relationship. Because the thing that's going to continue to come up for you in relationships are those lessons that you're meant to learn. So Mm -hmm. even though I am with Greg now, I am still working on a lot of lessons that I know in this life are just inherent in me to learn. Yes. I have major people pleaser, major codependent aspects of my personality based on how I was raised and my kind of conditioning around relationships and all of that stuff. And so in my relationship with Greg, those display themselves. And then it's up to me and him to be able to like navigate that. And it's my responsibility to say like, okay, yeah, I need to work on this still. And luckily he is loving and kind enough to hold up a mirror and be like, hey, babe, stop that you're doing the thing again. So you need to go work on that, please. And that is, that's the important thing in a relationship. Like just because I still have those moments of like, oh my gosh, this is shifting from how it was, um, you know, six months ago or a year ago. So for me in relationships, one of my insecurities to just be total messy path honest right now is anytime anything changes in the slightest, it's a giant red flag for me. Like, oh my God, the ship's about to go down. So if the way he says good morning changes or if the frequency of sex changes or if anything slightly shifts, like his schedule just changed again. So he works from like 3.30 in the morning till 12.30 in the afternoon, Sundays through Thursdays. So we have like one weekend day together and our evenings are like super truncated because he goes to bed at like eight. So though, like, I think it was the night before he started that new schedule, it finally hit me and I had like this major freak out at dinner, like, Mm. oh my God, like this is going to change and what is this going to do? And do we really have enough time together? And how are we going to manage this? And like, I just went into like freak out ego, scary mode. Old old mode. Old mode. Totally old mode. And I, you know, Greg's lovely and he was like, okay, slow down, like we have a plan. I'm still here. Like, yes, it's going to be different, but we'll figure it out. Like this is going to be okay. And now we're like two or three weeks into his new schedule. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do this. And like, we are finding our new rhythm together and this is okay. And I can trust this. So that's another thing to monitor in yourself is to continue to have that observer mindset of, is this a sign or is my ego just terrified right now for some like spooky thing in the closet reason that's not actually there? Mm -hmm. Because that level of parenting yourself Mm -hmm. is so important. So good. And, you know, and again, it's like those triggers aren't going to stop happening, Mm -hmm. but it's your response and reaction to them. So instead of saying, this is going to change, I'm shutting this down, we're, you know, that means you don't want, you know, just having a huge overreaction, you were able to come together and have a real conversation about it and ground into your knowing that you can still figure this out. You have enough time, right? That this is part of your trust and growing like Mm -hmm. process. And I think having those check-ins is so important because Mm -hmm. it doesn't, as you're saying, it doesn't always mean no, 
it may, it can mean transition. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this as kind of a warning going into this um, episode is not giving people excuses mm -hmm. for staying in destructive, mm -hmm. toxic relationships, but really strengthening their intuitive, intuitive gut checking into when is the right time to go. So I have the best example of this. Um, so, and I think you kind of, you do too in your whole story. <laughs> I was like, oh, really, Whitney? <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I honestly don't think we've talked about this before. Okay, yes, um, bring it. So after I had, you know, ended things um, in the engagement with my ex, I was dating for a while. And after, I don't know, it was probably after like a year of dating, I met somebody who I was like, oh, I'd like kind of really like this dude. So we started dating um, and stopped like dating other people and were like had a thing going for a few months. And after like month three or four, so it was like early, I noticed him starting to shift. Like the way he communicated with me was super passive. And then he would always make these jokes that were just like actually him just being an asshole. And I started calling him on it and he started mm. getting really defensive. And then he started making plans with me and not showing up. So we lived like two blocks away from each other. And he'd be like, yeah, I'll be over at like seven. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Seven comes, seven goes. Seven goes. <laughs> it's like eight, <laughs> it's nine. And I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. Like what, <laughs> what is going on? And this happened several times. And I would try to reach out to him and like ask to have a face-to-face -face conversation to be like, what is going on? Like you are telling me one thing, you're doing the complete opposite you're kind of just acting like a jerk to me at all times, like telling me I'm crazy for being mad for you not showing up last night when we made plans. Like right. that's not crazy to have an expectation that the guy that right. I'm dating comes over Doesn't when he says, you off. Right. yeah, exactly. And there was a lot of other like gaslighting and just like absolute crap that he was um, doing. And he always had talked about how like all of his ex-girlfriends were crazy, which was a giant red flag. But yeah, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> um, and and I finally like tried to have that conversation with him and and I had to do it over the phone, which was frustrating. And he just hung up on me when I was like, We're breaking up if you if you can't come over. He just hung up on me, texted me two hours later and was like, Are we okay now? And I was like, Nope, we're still You're broken like, up. No, like, bye. No. <laughs> like this is you are very messed up in the head. Um but that was something that I needed those past boundaries and examples and things to happen in my life in order to ha have enough value in myself to in that definitely emotional, abusive moment in my life, in yes. that like two, three months together, be able to just be like, nope, shut this shit down. Like I'm yeah. out. I th and I think that's such a really good point. Um, one of our our listeners had commented on a story that that Whitney shared earlier, um, saying when she was in the car with a guy who said, um, like a woman's role in a relationship is to like only and always back her partner, like mm -hmm. be behind you or something, mm -hmm. be behind him, like in in the relationship. And you were like, nope, this isn't like a discussion point. This is clearly a, a like a gender biased rule thing that you don't have to heal work on whatever and you mm -hmm. were just like that was the sign 
out, you know, yeah. and said, okay, pull over. I'm getting out of the car. And the listener was like, I was just awestruck about that. Like, I wish I could do that, you know, but it took Whitney yeah. not checking that when those signs had come up before mm -hmm. to give her like the bigger signs to say mm -hmm. no about it later yep. so that it becomes easier and easier mm -hmm. to be in alignment with your inner knowing, mm -hmm. right? And so don't beat yourself up that you have to go in and out of stuff to learn because all of that learning is what gets you to the point where you're able to say, this is yep. no, that's a no, that's a clear no statement on my needs, wants, and desires list. This yep. is a no. And yep. being able to feel firmly in that for you. Mm -hmm. So my kind of messy stories um, in this, so I had my full year of breaking up with my college boyfriend after the, the silly bracelet sign, right? But there were so many things in that where it was like, yes, this is falling apart. This is falling apart. This is falling apart that I kept ignoring because I was trying to charge ahead with this plan. Yeah. So fast forward, I was given, um, my family was in severe like health crisis for a five-year period of time that mm. I was living at home. Mm. And each time the our health crisis peaked so it was three main like peaks of this time mm -hmm. it was like i was gifted a man in my boy a gifted a boy in my life to kind of help me lean into on it they um where i was able to leave the hospital and go cry on someone else's shoulder mm -hmm. mostly forcibly but still mm -hmm. um, I, my girlfriends were living out of the the state the country at the time there was you know little support system for me outside of my immediate family which mm -hmm. was all in stress so this mm -hmm. these guys came as as a welcome for me and as soon as the energy shifted with my family where things started to get better the guys disappeared they like ghosted or they left or some different part of it like fell away and now I can say that from a place of like calm reflection now, but in the time I'm like, what the heck, you know, what happened to these people, you know, but I can see now that I was clearly just gifted them to yeah. help me through that time where I needed it. And I, two of them, I knew weren't longer term relationships. Um, either it was a, it was one of them. It was very agreed upon between the two of us that this was a friends with benefits situation. Sure. The other, the guy kept really trying to be my girl, my boyfriend, like be my girlfriend, be my girlfriend, be my girlfriend. And I'm like, it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. You still have, you're an alcoholic who is addicted to, um, like depression medication mm. who isn't fulfilling anything in your life, you know? You have mm -hmm. a lot of stuff to work on before I consider you like as a real thing, even though we spend all of our time together. Mm -hmm. um, the other guy really hit me out of left field. This was a relationship I really thought had potential. My mom said, I think this is going to be the guy for Ariel, which at that point wow. she hadn't really said yet, even about my long-term relationship. And then um, it fell apart. Now my big sign 
you know, when, when my Angelou says, when people tell you who they are, listen, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this could be the title for our episode, right? Is when people tell you who they are, listen. Um, and we had this amazing night together where we went to a special event that I had been waiting a long time to go to. It was, we'll talk about it in our fun manifestations because it, it's, it's totally manifested. It took my lifetime to manifest it and it was perfect, except Aww. that the guy wasn't. He showed up, but not fully. And it was such a big, that moment was so highlighting, like mm. I can manifest all of this but I wasn't manifesting him mm-hmm. like my partner to the, to meet my needs, wants, and desires. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. helped me so much in clarifying those things. He spent a lot of the time at the bar. He spent a lot of, and I was like, no, I don't need another drink. And he was there and I ended up paying for all the drinks. And I'm like, that I didn't want. And I'm like, <laughs> how is this happening? And, or he'd be in the bathroom or something. I don't even know. And just like not by me. I spent most of the time by myself. And yet I was just in this like tizzy just mm-hmm. of enjoying this super a great night that I had yeah. manifested. And I think that that so epitomizes mm-hmm. how these unmet relationships can feel Absolutely. where it's like so much of this is what you want, but it's not fully there. Yep. At the end of the night, we're walking home and he says, this is a night you'll tell your grandkids about. They're not going to be our grandkids but they'll be your grandkids. <laughs> it was like, oh, and it was like a gut, a punch to the gut, you know, at the end of this, like w- wonderful, wonderful night. And I was like, oh, okay. And we ended up being together still for another like three months, technically ish. Yeah. Not that any part of this was technical, I guess, but it was like, you know, eye rolls. Yeah. Um, but then he, he was making a, a sign for my business, like a physical sign, sure. <laughs> my business name on it. Here's where we're talking about dating signs. Yeah. Okay. He's now like three months into making the sign for my business that I'm operating and isn't finishing it. And I finally have to say, dude, I have to take this home. Like I need to have a sign for my business. I can't yeah. just keep waiting. Like, you know, I have to be somewhere on this priority list. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything about it. And I just went down into the basement and picked up this like huge sign, physical sign. <laughs> I, lo- I love how the universe works for you. <laughs> and it's like this huge wooden sign and like loaded it into the car by myself and was like, okay, well, bye. And, wow. um, and yet I still wanted to know why. Why wasn't he my guy? Why wasn't he showing up more for me? Why wasn't these things? I had an interesting kind of past life, like vision about it later, which we'll cover in past life stuff at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but I had another guy. So fast forward like six months of after kind of being ghosted, okay. I, I took my sign home, the relationship like ended and we didn't yeah. talk or see each other. My family was in another bout of the hospital and I didn't even notice that the guy hadn't called me for a month then Mm -hmm. I super noticed he hadn't called me called him and was like are we still friends even because I didn't even know like what to say and he was like yeah sure we're friends Ariel but I'm going to bed right now so I'll talk catch you later and I was like are you serious oh my god (laughs) so fast forward I kind of get proposed to by another guy who showed up on my doorstep 
and was like, no, this isn't it though. I don't yeah. feel the way you feel about me. And you want to talk about a big check. Here yeah. this guy is showing up out of the blue, rings my doorbell to my bridal shop in my quaint little hometown that we live in together, rings my doorbell and is like, let's do this. I got the money to buy for a loan, to buy land. I'll build you your house. It will have your veranda. This is what we'll name our kids. Like, da, 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 Holy da. cow. And I'm like, aren't you still living with your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you just finish telling me about making soaps with her for everyone for Christmas? Like, and wow. I'm like, this is you not knowing it's fully me. Yeah. It was fully me. You wouldn't be holding on to something else. And this is the second time he had been overlapped in a relationship when coming. Mm. And I was like, no, this, I don't feel that way about you. And it was probably of all my breakups. That one was the the hardest for me Mm. because I didn't have a good clear reason. Here was this guy saying, I'll give you everything you want. We'll do this together. We had a great time together, but I knew he wasn't my person. And I said, I would feel the same way. Drove around like for two hours, just crying after that. And um, knew that I had to figure out what happened with the guy who, with the physical sign. Yeah. Go to see the guy with the physical sign. He's super like, oh my God, how are you doing? How's your family? Anyway, so he blows, we get no, the resolution I get from that is that he super lied to me and I was able to see cap it to check it. So that was an, you want some verification of signs. So when you can see cap their lie. (laughs) Seriously. um, Oh my God. So, okay. So I'm like, all right. So it clearly wasn't those guys. Yeah. A couple months later, whatever that is, let's just say another six months later, um, the sign guy, the one who's like, you'll tell your grandkids about this night, yeah. he's engaged, shares his engagement pictures. And I'm like, oh, it's them. They're for each other. And it's oh. like, I didn't need a bigger reason. Mm-hmm. I could physically see it mm-hmm. in their pictures together. I could see why it wasn't me because mm-hmm. I could see why it was them. Yeah. And it gave me this really beautiful sense of closure, like seeing that they were right together. That's such a good example of, I feel like it's really hard for people when you see your ex partner up with someone else, get engaged to somebody else, whatever, because your ego immediately grabs the reins and is like, it should have been me. What's wrong with me? What, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. your ego just starts writing stories, but you had enough connection to your intuition and just being in the observer to, to see them. And instead of be jealous of like what a great couple they are together to be like, Oh yeah, you guys are perfect for each other. Like good for you. Cool. Close your bye. Like that's, that's something that I want to challenge anybody listening to try to be there in that headspace with relationships because rarely is anything being vindictively done to you when it comes to like a breakup and then somebody getting back together with somebody else or together with somebody else or whatever. Like 
there are circumstances where it's vindictive for sure. But I think more often than not, our egos just like to paint ourselves as the victim in scenarios. And so it's really important to check yourself. And also just okay. don't, don't be yeah. afraid to like block people for forever too. Like for sure. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. So then my messy, messy mm-hmm. signs, right. Is when I meet my soulmate, I connect to my soulmate and he is physically still in human contract to another person. Mm-hmm. And my intuition tells me, yes, this is my soulmate over and over and so over confusing. and over and over again. And it's my ego saying, get the fuck out of here, (laughs) right? Yeah. Which is the opposite, right? Most of the time, our intuition's like, "Um, no, this isn't your person. And your ego's like, but we have plans. And this is what our babies are going to look like. And we're going to have freckles and this (laughs) and that. And we're going to have a veranda and blah, 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 you know, because we've planned this out. Yeah. So here I have the flip side situation. I meet my soulmate. I know I have all of these signs. You want to talk about signs? All of these signs where my intuition is saying, you know, it's him. Hmm. And I am physically scream crying out. Hmm. Why is it happening like this? Hmm. And it's the opposite of all of my other check-ins. And that forced me the most to lean in and trust my intuition mm-hmm. and saying, why, 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 where am I right now? When everyone I knew was attacking me for my intuition being gone, mm-hmm. when I wasn't telling my closest friends what was happening, because mm-hmm. not because I thought they were going to judge me, but because I couldn't admit it to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like when you know something is very wrong. It's like I couldn't admit it to myself because I couldn't feel like I was on a strong ground in it. But my intuition kept saying, But this is it. You know, it's this. Mm-hmm. Now, what that ended up meaning was also those check ins. Mm-hmm. Those check in times became super integral for me of saying, This physical, real life thing that had isn't part of my intuition, right? Isn't part of our soul journey, isn't happening on the physical plane. This isn't happening. It's not moving forward. We need to end this. We need to stop doing this. And there were so many, there was not several times, there was a few very integral times in our journey together where I had to say, no, I cannot continue Mm. on this path with you in this way until something else is gone. Mm -hmm. And that was another merging of ego and intuition saying, okay, where it's bringing me, bringing me, bringing me to somewhere and then saying, not right now. You Mm -hmm. can't do this right now. You have to do this for yourself right now. Mm -hmm. This is the right step right now. Mm -hmm. Now I'll say moving forward through a lot of healing and guidance and intuitive work, I'm able to reflect on the wise things Mm -hmm. unfolded in that. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that with the whys of all of my relationships. That's why I love doing my soul contract sessions with people because we investigate what was the purpose of this? You know, what lesson were you learning? Right? Mm-hmm. That's your soul contract. What lesson were you two learning? What were you working out together in this yeah. lifetime? And being able to really tap into that and seeing that objectively and from a deep intuitive way 
you're able to heal and grow so much. Now, there's so much of that just you can do on a conscious plane, mm-hmm. right? Not doing in like a session with me mm-hmm. or, you know, in different ways. But having that deeper knowing into it, I'm like, oh, I needed to learn how to do this. I needed yep. to learn how to live in my full self without him. He needed to go through all of these growth periods to leave his toxic relationship, yep. right? Because victims of abuse need X amount of times, you know, to yep. actually leave their partners, whatever. But, and you look at these things from both the egoic conscious plane and also the intuitive plane. And how are those things matching? Mm-hmm. How are you marrying these parts of yourselves in order mm-hmm. to feel guided and grounded in yep. moving forward? Yep. This is so reminding me of like my college big relationship because it it was like your example of like, you didn't really have a valid reason, but you knew like mm-hmm. that was that relationship with him. Like on paper, we were so good together and we were really good friends and like, we both wanted the same things, but this was also when that part of me was being birthed of like, I want to go live in a big city and like do all this stuff. And he was like a woodsman, like he dumpster dough for most of his groceries. Like he was not going to go live in a big city and like play that game. And I, I just knew emphatically, like there were things I needed to go explore mm-hmm. and, and, and that's all I had to give him. And he's like, well, go explore it with me. And I was like, I can't, like, I know I need to be solo. And I think your, your reminder of lessons is reminding me of a good friend that I have right now who's still processing through a breakup where beforehand, she, she's actually an old client of mine too. She had a lot of self-worth issues around um, even allowing herself to love or to be loved, mm-hmm. like feeling like she couldn't be. And then we got her to a place where she's like, okay, yeah, I can accept love and I can do these things and I can connect with somebody and, and have a romantic relationship. But I think her value got capped. Yeah. So she, she let that happen. And then the scenario that was bubbling up for her, I don't know if there was enough clarity for her on the type of person she actually wants. Cause when she talks to me about this person that, that broke up with her, it doesn't, he doesn't resonate with like where she is with her wants. So like he might've given her some of the needs and some of the desires, yeah. but there was everything missing so in the wants. We're here to learn. Exactly. To learn. Yep. And I think the big message is when you get the sign, when you get the message that things are done, don't hang on to your ego. Mm-hmm. Don't cast a dark shadow that says the whole relationship has gone to pot. Everything it, about it. It's like, no, respect the good and the bad. You look back at that and say, this is what I learned. This is how I grew. This is where I think maybe he or that partner needed to learn and experience. Mm -hmm. This was a moment that we shared together Mm -hmm. that had value, right? I remember talking to um, my cousin and, and actually I was saying a story about my college relationship, about how we were like cracking up about stuff all Mm -hmm. the time. And she was like, you have like good things that you remember about your past relationships. And I was like, well, of course, because they weren't all terrible. (laughs) The whole relationship wasn't terrible just because it didn't turn out to be longer. Right. Cause what does, doesn't turn out even to be right. I have to even stop myself from saying that. 
it's expectation. Just it didn't, right. Yeah. Just because it didn't end up being a much longer term relationship um, doesn't mean that it was the whole thing was sour. Mm-hmm. However, she felt that way because so many of her relationships had all been sour. Mm-hmm. But it was, it kind of gave her the freedom to say, oh, I can have a relationship that has good moments, has sour moments, and know when is right to move forward or not. And that knowing, right, that reflection of saying, these are our lessons. This mm-hmm. is what we, we grew or didn't grow from. This is the conversation. This is the up-leveling that we need to have. This is the expansion that, you know, I'm ready for that's not, um, yeah. is so important in that. And that, like, that gives me such a perfect question for those of you that have an intuitive practice or, or are in a crossroads like this. Ask yourself, is the lesson complete for now? Mm-hmm. And if it is, that's a really good like knowing of, okay, maybe it is time to move on because I, you know, there were dozens of times when I could have ended the relationship that turned out in an engagement and then a broken up one. I, so many times, like after our first date, he didn't call me for five days. Like, and that was like a strict rule that I had back then was like, if you're just going to do play this game, like I'm not going to be along for the ride, but for whatever reason, I didn't follow that boundary. Mm-hmm. But in not following that boundary and subsequent boundaries after that, I dug into some major shadow work in that relationship that had to do with my relationship with my mom and my relationship with myself and my value system and getting clear on what I actually wanted to create with a partner. Like, I would not have had all of that growth if I had bounced right away. It might have come to me in different times, you know, and in, in, in different measures in ways, but that, that like four year period was one giant growth period that I'm glad that it unfolded that way. Cause it's allowed me to be here now and to do the continuing growth that I've done since then. And I, I don't want to like sound too Pollyanna about it because you do really have to get to an understanding with what the positives nothing, were. Right. It's like, because there's nothing Pollyanna about going through the dark night of your soul, Mm -mm. going through your, you know, healing through your shadow work, Mm -hmm. right? And even saying the word, like, is your lesson complete? Mm -hmm. Even that's like, for now, right? Exactly. You learn what you needed to learn now, Mm -hmm. because as journeymen on this messy path of growth and expansion, we are going to be continuously called to grow and expand. You think you dealt with self-work? Five years later, we're going to give you it bigger, mm-hmm. right? We're going to expand more. We mm-hmm. think that you understand lovability. It's going to come back to you. It's yep. going to come back and it's going to be harder and bigger and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the integral thing here is that in doing healing work, in you know, tuning into yourself through this growth, This is what I explain to my clients all the time is our goal is to give you a better foundation Mm -hmm. upon which to stand on, right? We're not, we can't stop the triggers from happening. We can't stop the unaligned relationships from showing up, but we can give you a stronger platform to make those decisions so that when you're sitting in the car and someone says something that's just a clear nope on your needs, wants, and desires list, you can mm-hmm. be like, this isn't a discussion point. Yeah. I'm getting out of the car. Yeah. You know? Or when you have those little, little, little ones egging and pushing you along mm-hmm. and you're able to have those conversations that say, 
here are all these small nulls. Mm -hmm. Is this something we can turn? Or is this something that's an endpoint for us that you can feel confident in that? It, or when everything around your life is absolute chaos and you're in a situation you never thought you'd be in in your life mm -hmm. and your intuition is being like, you're where you're you are supposed to be right now. <laughs> Which is the most frustrating message because you're like, really? Okay. Everything just hold on. You know, the visualization I felt always like I was on was like, I'm standing on a balance beam that's getting narrower and narrower. Mm, <laughs> and mm. the, the sharks are in the water, you yeah. know? Um, and, but where was I on the balance beam? Am I standing strong on the balance beam? Mm. Because am I checking in with myself? Is my, is it a strong, sturdy base into mm. my inner guidance? Mm -hmm. Or am I flailing around? Like I'm walking the plank. Yeah. And that is a big difference. And that's what you get. That's what you learn. That's what you grow through. That's what you're being challenged to do yeah. as you're going through these, this messy path journey. Totally. Totally. And that's, yeah, that's, I hope the encouragement that you feel from this episode is just understanding that the, the signs are there, follow them as you can and just trust. Like I, I say this all the time to all my clients and to myself, no choice in life is fatal. Like really, if for, if the majority of the choices that you make in life, they're not fatal. Like you can leave and then maybe it was a decision that you feel second guessy about. We'll feel into that because maybe that's where the lesson is for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't, you can't expect to know I'm going to make this next choice and then the credits are going to roll and that's the movie and it just feels really good and I get to ride off into the sunset. There's no sunset here. Eventually we all die and that's like another cool adventure and crossing over <laughs> that I would love to talk about at some point in time. We'll get to that. But like that's, you know, that's the thing here is most of the choices that we make are not going to be like do or die level choices. It's the next right feeling decision for yourself. So the client who came to me saying, I got this message, my partner's going to die in two years. I don't know if it's the death of our relationship now after expansive talking. Mm -hmm. She came and in her session, she received this metaphor that said, it's like when you're walking home from school with a, with a friend and you're, you're walking along the sidewalk together and then they have to turn to go to their house and you keep walking to go to your house. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's like the most beautiful metaphor yeah. for trans, transient relationships mm -hmm. when we're calling it time. And it doesn't mean that the time that you are walking together is unimportant, mm -hmm. not valued, bad, mm -hmm. failed, any of those things. You didn't fail at walking from the school to that point of the sidewalk. No. You walked that distance. You yeah. grew that distance. You talked through that distance, whatever. Yeah. Really keeping it to this metaphor. Mm -hmm. But now it's time for them to turn uh, to their road and you're going to keep walking on yours. Yeah. And it can just be that easy and that released, right? And as we're coming off of last week's episode, talking about gratitude and appreciation, having that gratitude and appreciation can help release mm -hmm. that feeling from mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. When you can look at that relationship and say, yep, 
awesome. You got me to this point. We got to this point, but now I'm walking forward and you're walking to the side Mm -hmm. and just let it be at that beauty and not have it be so dramatic. I'm saying this like in a really calm voice right now, you better believe that I am scream crying like a whale whose baby was taken away from her and you could hear it on the other side of the ocean when I go through breakups. Yeah. But the deeper and deeper I go into this work, the more that I understand, and we can talk about that in peaceful breakup resolution times, Mm -hmm. but the more understanding that I have, the more I reflect into why or why not things are happening in the way Mm -hmm. that they are Mm -hmm. and being really able to release that because Mm -hmm. we don't always get the why, right? Don't always see your partner with most definitely their soulmate in their engagement photos a couple months after you break up. You know, you don't always have that clear why something happened or, yep, it was just for me to learn this. It can just be that simple. It was just to have that experience. It was just so he could help me move. It could just so I could cry on him when my dad is dying in the hospital and then didn't die. You know, it's just like, okay, this was just a step. This was someone who came in to help you during this time and moving forward. And the signs are just what they are. They're called signs because they are signs along your journey. They're signs along the path. They are leading and guiding you through things. And the more you lean into your alignment, the more you lean into your soul path, the easier those signs are to be placed along your journey. Yeah. That's amen. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm just excited to be here doing this with you. I just had this like little like ping as you were talking about signs come into my head, which was like when you're driving on the road and you see a sign that says like 40 miles to the exit that you want, do you expect to be there like right after that exit? Love this. This or is do you, so good. Or you do don't you go. know? Yeah. And, and crank the wheel over to the side because the sign says it's coming in two and a half miles. Yeah. No. Yeah. I yeah, love that. T- so and then good. you also know when you take that exit, that's probably not your last turn. Like mm-hmm. very rarely are you just getting off on an exit ramp and calling it good. Like, no, mm-hmm. there's, there's more to travel. So let those, let that reminder be there for you around signs. Cause they don't mean immediate solution is dead ahead. It means, hey, here's the next nudge. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. And we're all like hitchhikers on each other's journeys, right? Yes. That's what soul contracts are. If mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, I need a ride to this town three places over. It's like, yeah. cool, all right. And then the next person you pick up is like, I need a ride to five states over. Mm-hmm. Now they're with you for a much longer time, yeah. right? And it's that type of transient. But yes, the the physical metaphor of driving with signs that lead you, this is how long it is, right? That's the death watch beetle. You know it's coming. This is how long it is. Does it mean right now you have to cue in? Okay, so this is what we were going to say too. How do you cue in? How do you know? Mm. We keep talking about this. When have you known? Yes. What does that mean to you? What are your favorite ways of, of kind of checking in with that? Oh my gosh. Um, I love using my pendulum. Um, I think that's one of the biggest ways that I get like yeses and, and guidance. Um, also sway testing, which is like a form of muscle testing. So you can kind of stand uh, feet like hip width apart 
and just center your body in that stance. Don't lock your knees and put your hands on your chest and ask yourself what a yes is and what a no is. And your body is going to move. Like my body generally leans forward for yes and back for a no. Um, And I will ask myself questions like about anything with that. Like I'll pick stuff up at the grocery store and hold it up to my chest and be like, is this it? Mm, Nope. Okay. Putting it down. And Mm, I should have got that with the potatoes today. (laughs) There you go. Yes. Yes. I should have done that. That would have been great. I'm looking up potatoes I'm getting for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, shoot, is it this brand or that brand? This type of potatoes? I don't eat potatoes this often. And I'm rarely the one who buys them. And I'm like, this is a lot of pressure. And then journaling to my intuition is another one that just like never fails. It might frustrate me, but it never fails. Like, and that is really how I do that is I generally, I don't need to do it through this method anymore, but this is how I got to where I'm at now. I do a brain dump for three pages. I just write out anything I'm stressed out about, anything I'm fearful of, like the problem that's going through my mind and how my ego is wrestling with it that gets at least three pages. And then when I feel like I've literally exhausted being able to write about it, I ask myself a question. And then that's generally when my intuition will start coming up. And the key with intuitive journaling is like, you might ask the question, is it time for a change in this relationship? Mm -hmm. Or am I supposed to leave this relationship? And you might get a yes, or you might get a cryptic, like there's more, or, you know, you, you, never know how your intuition is going to answer. So the key is follow-up questions. Why? How? Tell me more. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by this word? Like what really- are the next steps? Yep. Right? What should I be focusing on wrong? Yep. Um, this is when I know both of us have our variations of this, but of the guide me, show me, lead mm-hmm. me the way, right? However yep. you're doing that of saying, if now isn't the right time, when will I know? What do I need to focus on right now then? If this isn't to end something, if it's not to trans, if I don't have to take action on that specific thing right now, mm-hmm. what can I be doing right now? And then maybe you'll get the message, be still, right? The words, yeah. be still and know. <laughs> cool oh my things. God. <laughs> but that's, that's so when you can ask a follow-up question of like, how can I be still? What should I do in yep. being still? Because it's a, sign to it's do a, it. Yeah, do it. it's okay to like ask for that because you you do need some support as you start to do this work. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to start intuitive journaling and just like zen out and be okay with the answers that come. Like you still need pacifiers for your ego as you're going through this stuff. So this is exactly why I created my ego freak freakouts journal guide because it's exactly this. And I love that you're really explaining like to write through your ego processing on it for three full pages. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yes, girl, get it out. Mm-hmm. So much like I'm a verbal processor. So much of the time, it's just like, I'm not getting all of it out. And just give yourself the permission, time, space, friend, journal, whatever, yep. to fully get the ego part of it out. Because when the ego part is out, you can put it to the side. Mm-hmm. that's when you can tune in. And so that's why that's step one. Mm-hmm. Step one is getting it out, releasing those, all the ego shoulds, all the ego that says, Ariel, don't be ridiculous. It's just a bracelet. 
Mm -hmm. Of course you guys are are fine. All of those doubts, all of those little things that are coming through, but you have all these plans together and this is what this is supposed to be like, but he's good at this, but he's not, this is really frustrating. All of it. Mm -hmm. And you can move into what is my soul saying about this? Why would it be bringing up this thing? Because maybe it's to trust. Maybe it's to grow. Maybe it's to strengthen. Maybe it's because, you know, you're not using your voice to stand Mm -hmm. up for what your needs, wants, and desires are. And then resistance is simply doing that. I think so much, so, so, so much for women. This is what our resistance feels like. These are what our signs and pushes is really just to challenge us, Mm -hmm. to get us to grow, to get us to express what we need, what we want, to tap in deeper. Because, okay, so I just watched the end of... um, Four Christmases with Reese mm-hmm. Witherspoon mm-hmm. and um, Vaughn. Um, yep, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yep. And a little annoying because at the end of the movie, she's like, oh my God, I think maybe I do want to be married and have babies. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, I'm a little over that being like the only messaging for women. Yeah. But what she did was come to her aha moment to say, you know what, I do want this. And yes. I want someone who's going to step up in a relationship to grow where it grows together and they they had the conversation where they left it open and then of course both of you know they ended up getting married and having a baby within a year um but they had the conversation that says we're open to seeing how this grows and Mm -hmm. this is like instead of just capping the relationship where is it moving to what's that flow being open to that Mm -hmm. but she had to be honest and she said you know she said to him in their kind of breakup conversation, you're right. I'm the one changing the rules. I'm the one saying, this is what I want now. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see, is your person going to step up and grow, meet those expectations with you? Mm-hmm. Or are you ready to move on to someone else, something else, somewhere yep. else, whatever it is? And, and be true to yourself in doing that. And so much of the time, that's what it is. So going through those types of ego processing, getting clear on what it is that you want, what it is the message that is telling you, and when you're taking action on it, mm-hmm. when's that right time. I love the, the, the journaling too. I think that that gives you so much peace. But when your mind is just too cloudy for that, because mm-hmm. That is, it's so often, listen to what your friend is telling you. Mm. Listen to what your friend is telling you. Actually listen. When -hmm. your friend is saying, well, girl, you know that this has been over for a long time. Yeah. Listen to that. Um, In my situation where, where everything was crazy, my friend said, when I said, please help me get over this, Mm. the end of that night, they said, how are we supporting you in pursuing this? Oh, I was like, no, 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 no. Have you not been listening? My, my heart is broken. My soul yeah. is broken. All of these things. And they're like, yeah, we get it. But he's your soulmate. So oh. how are we helping you? Yeah. you know? And they could hear the truth in it. They could see my truth in it. Yeah. Right. But the times with the college boyfriend, they were like, Ariel, we're so over listening to this. Yep. We're so, how are you not over this, right? Yep. And that's what I needed to hear. They weren't even saying anything most of the time. I could just feel their energy being like, this should have been done already. Right. 
isn't it? So, and, and honestly, that's such great advice because I think if you were to slow down and like, think about how your close friends and loved ones that like are there for you, no matter what are vibing with the relationship that will give you a huge, huge answer. And it, you know, again, it doesn't mean like you go break up with that person that evening, but tune into that answer because maybe that is something that really needs to be understood. Like my really good friend, when I was dating that super gas lady dude, after breaking up with a longer term guy, um, she was like, Hey, he reminds me a lot of your ex. And I was like, really? I don't see it. And then she like reflected it back to me more. And I was like, oh, shattered the glass crap. from uh, <laughs> how I met your mother. Yeah. Like they, you shatter the glass to see yep. it. Sometimes yep. you meet that friend totally. and also just keep trying. Mm-hmm. I remember I did a, um, I tried to do a group a past life regression session. Mm-hmm. I really wanted clarity on the messy relationship that I was in at the time with my soulmate. Mm. And I really wanted clarity on that. I went into the hypnosis with everybody else. I walked down the beautiful path and then I was asleep. No visions, no messages. Mm. As I woke up, very clearly the voice inside of my head, who wasn't my own voice, my intuitive channeled spirit guide yeah. voice was like, you want to know if you've been together before and you have been and you will be. But right now it's time to focus on the present. And I was Aww. like, oh, okay. And I was like, all right, well, okay. But that was the message I needed. And I needed to be really present at about checking in with myself, checking yeah. in with my emotions, checking in with my intuition, not looking for the other meeting. Yeah. However, later on, I was able to do some huge deep dive empowering Mm. helpful beyond all measure like past life sessions that's so so cool it's listening to the messages that are coming through and not Mm -hmm. saying oh that door is closed forever but just keep working through it and really listening to listening to those messages watching for those signs if all you're hearing are breakup songs that's a hint if all you're You know, you turn on the TV and it's yet another breakup happening. That's a hint. That's a Mm -hmm. sign. That's a message. That's a guidance, Mm -hmm. you know, but if that's what you're seeing and you're having a visceral reaction against it, ask why. Is that your ego? Is that your intuition? Is that your intuition saying, yeah, but that's not true for you. Your time is still going. You need to explore this more. Or is your ego saying, but I don't, I'm not going to break up over the holidays. I can't do that. I have all these, how are all these things going to happen? How am I actually supposed to break up with my fiance the week before my 30th birthday when I have a wedding planned, a party planned, Mm -hmm. right? All of these things planned, Mm -hmm. releasing the how and knowing that when you're connected to your inner truth, your inner strength, it will unfold as it should. Amen. And if you don't do it, the universe is going to push you forward anyway, a la our episode 15. Yes. um, Or for, yeah, where the, with the universe pushing you forward, it's going to happen whether you flow through it or not, the universe has come back and slap you across the face and be like, you didn't listen to me the first 50 times and now it's not your choice anymore. We're moving you on. Um, let go or be dragged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> anyway. <Yep. laughs>
So it's much more peaceful. (laughs) Yes. Far more peaceful to let go. Yes. To uh, listen to the signs. Mm -hmm. Like when um, all of the votes across the United States (laughs) are pointing to someone else (laughs) being the president and you want to just keep denying it. Eventually, Mm -hmm. (laughs) push you out. <laughs> oh my God. So true. So, That's so a true. Sign. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Yep. So, yeah. Um, okay. Last two, po- we each get last a point each because okay. I don't, because as we were prepping for this, you were like, oh, dumpster fire guy. And I don't know that <laughs> you tried that. And then I have one more, um, one more example from a client. Okay. So real quick, dumpster fire. So I, this is back when I was like just casually dating around. I went out on a date with this guy who on our very first date within like the first 20 minutes, you know, you're getting to know somebody like what's going on in your life, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, right now I'd pretty much call myself a dumpster fire. And I was like, huh, this is a giant red flag. But of course <laughs> myself in that moment was just like, tell me more. I want to know more about dumpster fires. I think I do really well with dumpster fires. So I like because you do because you're a coach, but you I, don't want to coach your relationship. You want to be in your relationship, and yes, yeah, so many. Amen, amen. Like and that was like before I had even had the aha of being a coach. I was like deep in corporate mm-hmm. marketing at the time. But okay. here's here's, here's what just so many signs that you give me. Like your very first story, you were like, I was walking too fast while approaching the bar and seeing the guy. And I'm like, yes, because your big message is you need to slow Slow down, down. (laughs) right? And if you would have slowed down, maybe you would have thought it through differently, right? Here we go. All of the signs about being attracted to dumpster fires. And now you're, because you were getting pointed to being a coach because you're excellent at dealing with dumpster fires. No offense, everyone who's worked with Whitney. (laughs) We've all been in that You're, part of our lives. We, we That's been. why coaches and therapists and healers exist, yep, right? Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, and so, so he, he tells me this and we end up hanging out and having a really great time and we hang out a few more times and it's like, yeah, he's a mess. But <clears throat> this is the individual who started a book project and the same night he told me about this book project that he was starting. So this was after we kind of realized like we're friends and like nothing's really going to happen here, but like, let's keep hanging out because he was living with his soon to be ex and baby mama. And I was just like doing whatever in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they lived in a duplex with his mother-in-law next door, Mm -hmm. but she was going to move out so that he could just move right next door. And I was like, buddy, you are not going to date any healthy woman while living in a duplex right next door to your baby mama. Like, I know that's convenient for like childcare and raising Mm -hmm. and everything, but like no sane woman is going to be okay with this. Like, and, um, and yet you hung out a few times. Yeah. We hung out a few times. That was a life check. (laughs) Yep. That was a really good life check, but he was the one that started this book project and told me what he was doing. And I was like, huh, I want to write a book. And I went out that night and I bought the laptop that I'm using still today to like start writing my book. And that's like where that like poof came from. And now that's like an integral part that has helped me process through my relationships and dating that has actually given birth to things like the needs, wants, and desire workbook. So like I needed to meet that dumpster fire to get that inspiration to then like go do all the stuff that I'm doing now. To write a book, to become a coach, to do a relation as a relationship coach, Mm -hmm. right? 
all of these signs so interesting and i that's a great great story because it's so many signs that guided you to where you are now mm -hmm. and yet it was this little blip on your radar that i think most people wouldn't have you know paid any attention to um I only realize this when people say out loud to me, I've never been that aware in my life, Ariel. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is just my natural state. Yeah. <laughs> Hyper awareness of yes. all of the all cosmic those. order of everything that happens in the yes. universe in my life. Oh my God, <laughs> um, I love it. So I love that. So mine um, is for a client um, who came to me for, for, to release her love blocks. And she had a very interesting session, really cool. All of them were past lives, really, really fun like session, which mm -hmm. is always a difficult thing for me to say because they're so intense, but they can be so beautiful. We were actually like laughing throughout the session regardless. Mm -hmm. So she has this big, deep healing RTT session on releasing love blocks. And within that week, she starts dating a guy, you know, who she met online. This is during the pandemic, all these things. So this is a big deal to meet people in person after seeing them online. Yeah. She ends up within, within like the month after our session. I think the whole thing lasted like the six weeks after our session. Okay. Anyway, she ends up, he sleeps over, which was a huge deal for her because she had not been doing sleepovers at all mostly in her life for like a long time and here she is having a sleepover with this guy during a pandemic wow. and it's like yes she's like it's fun we're getting along and then she's seeing little red flags but it feels good so she's seeing it and it's like the emotions are there but then the red flags are also there mm. and eventually um their last kind of day together his parents drop him off at her house for an overnight, like a planned overnight. I'm and sorry, how old are these folks? They're in their 30s. Okay. So, uh, so yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, they're in their 30s. And he doesn't live with his parents. He lives okay. away from his parents and they were giving him a ride. So he had no vehicle then leaving her house and they were going to have to come back to pick him up. And that's when she was like, oh no, that's a bigger red flag because that's a thing. So yeah. anyway. So she's doing all this. They're making breakfast in the morning. And he had said he was like the best at making pancakes. So my, my client, who's an amazing cook, was like, okay, I got everything ready to make pancakes and eggs. And if you know how to make pancakes, you have to crack an egg, right? You have to use an egg. Yeah. And he couldn't crack an egg. And the, the hilarious vision that I have of, of, watch, of her face watching someone who cannot crack an egg is hilarious to me on oh. all levels because this person like is, is such a good cook and it's also just like the simplest of cooking things is to crack an egg. And I'm yeah. like, how do you not? But it's so easy. And like, you don't have to think overthink it. She's like, he couldn't crack the egg. He couldn't how? crack an egg. I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense oh. to me. And then had to be, and then she's like, yeah, so, you know, I have to get going like, with my day now. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I'll call my folks to pick me up. And she was like, yeah, we're not hanging out after this. But. Did she say so, that to her? Yes. And they didn't. And, okay. 
but, and she was like, okay, I had this really big thing, right? Immediately after our mm. RTC session on Love Block, she gets an immediate answer, but it's a hollow manifestation, mm. right? She gets a guy like, boom, like that. Mm-hmm, it was literally mm-hmm. later that week that she goes out, had her first online date with him. Mm-hmm. And within whatever it was, six weeks, two months, something, they, he can't even crack an egg and they're done. Yeah. But she said it was the feeling that she had when with him. And now she knows, yes, that feeling is available. Yes. It's available. It's not with this person because I know, because my person will know how to crack an egg, right? Or I'll be okay with it. This is the other thing. Or I'll be okay that he doesn't know how, and it will feel good because it is the feelings that matter. But here we have these conflicting things. This is a no, but this is how I want to feel. And now she can carry over that feeling into aligning more of the right person. And so again, this is, it's closed door guidance. It's science from the universe. It's leaning into your intuition and leaning into your alignment, doing the healing work, going through growth. It's all along your messy path. Yes. Amen. Amen. Follow the little signs and take the pressure off. Take all the pressure off. That's the other little message from the universe as we wrap up. So the messy path, why we call it this is precisely because of everything we're talking about in this episode, right? It is our messy path through our growth expansion journey through love, relationships, self-growth, career things, all of these things together because it's all stemmed from you. It's Mm -hmm. your messy path, your journey of Mm self-discovery. And that is just what we kind of walk through with our messy path course that we're going Mm -hmm. to host in January for our second round, which we're really excited about. We go through four weeks Mm -hmm. where you kind of can identify what's a mess happening in your life. And this can be the pandemic. This can be a relationship. relationship. This can be career issue. This can just mean I need a good check-in with myself right now. Mm-hmm. Wanting to set intentions for the beginning of the year. You know, going through the being open course with Whitney, knowing that these are your intentions and then identifying what are those blocks? What's mm-hmm. that mess preventing me from being in alignment to mm-hmm. those manifestations, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what our journey is on the messy path is mm-hmm. working through those. So the course is really for anyone at any point in their journey who just wants that check-in yep. to be part of a community of like-minded women who are going through this journey also. Um, it's four weeks. We check in on what your journey, like where you are in your journey and your mess right now. We break down the stories that are preventing you from moving forward, release and, and heal them. Um, we check in with our bodies, right? And our sexual selves, because mm-hmm. that's something that really always needs to be checked in on, on a positive enhancing journey, checking in with your body and then reconnecting, recommitting to yourself. So those are our four weeks. We're starting um, the second week of January, which mm-hmm. is January 12, 21, 01, 12, That's how I so remember fun. it. It's the yep. best number. Um, we're starting a wait list now. So send mm-hmm. us a message if you're interested. 
go to either one of our websites um, slash messy path for a lot more details. It's always in the show notes. Um, We're really excited and we'd love to have you be part of this again, wherever you are in your journey. This is just a really great community based check Mm -hmm. check in to share what's hanging you up right now. What are you dealing with right now? What do you want to grow, commit or journey through right Mm -hmm. now? especially for January, starting the new calendar year, fresh intentions, fresh healing, fresh growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're really excited about it energetically. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait. Um, So yes, please, please join us. It's going to be a lovely time. And the women in there are phenomenal. Like, and they click together so well too. Mm -hmm. So like expect to meet some buddies because it's going to happen. Yay. Well, we will talk to you soon. Um, sending so much love out there into the universe. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with us on Instagram or online, you can find our details in the show notes. And remember, the mess mess is is the journey. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get this.